We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 3M Open Picks, Bets, Preview, One and Done, plus a recap of the Open Champion, the 150th Open Championship from the old course at St. Andrews. Remember to smash the like button for the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network in the comment section, give me your winner, and please play in the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League, link down in the description, only 2,000 spots this week as we wind down on the golf season, so I'm expecting those spots to fill very quickly because there is a very limited amount. It's rake-free money, so you may want to get into that right now. Pat Mayo, big loser at the Open Championship. Jeff Feinberg, however, big winner at the Open Championship. God bless you, and God bless Rory not being able to putt. It was, uh, yeah, what a strange, strange Sunday. Uh, I don't really know what to say other than Cam is a goddamn hero. He's the clutchest man alive. Uh, As you said on the show last week, Pat, I am going to bet Jordan Spieth Light, who actually happens to be more talented than Jordan Spieth. I talked about... I like Jordan Spieth. I didn't mean to use that as a shot on Spieth, but for all, like, the love and perfect uhness of speed for that place i actually just bet the more talented version of that player at a much well at a bigger number props to cam smith you are an animal it's so weird i like i have these mixed emotions on rory like so many people i didn't bet him i would have certainly been happy for him once it well i would have wanted to be happy for him had it cost me at the big bet i don't know that i would have but I don't know. I go back and forth between his choke job and he just got ran and, and so many things. And do we give him a free pass? I'm the ultimate apologist for losers. The type of losers that I run out here and apologize for from Fiena to Fleetwood to a retired Fowler over the years. Like, 
Who am I to throw a stone at anything Rory does? I just know he's trying to talk himself into like how ready he is to kick the door down. I can't imagine he's anything but a total mental pretzel at the moment. I don't know. He took it his and it's really maybe he's just worked on his composure so much over the years. I actually thought his post game post round interview was just like it was pretty pragmatic. Just like, yeah, just I, I could I guess it's not like his approach, but that was the one thing about it. Like, yes, he two putted or I guess he I guess he didn't really three putt the last. He tried to chip, missed the putt. So 36 putts over 18 holes for Rory in the final round. But it's not like he was two putting every time from 15 feet. Like the amount of 65 foot, 100 foot putts. Like his iron game was just absolutely garbage. A lot of weird. Yeah. Even on the first, like we're in go zone and I know there's nerves and adrenaline on like he was in go zone a lot. And it wasn't till the third till he actually stuck one and he missed the putt, right, Pat? Like, yeah. what was that, six, seven feet? But he was on go zone on one, on two, uh, all day. He was on go zone and gave himself opportunity after opportunity. I know people, you look at the greens and rag and it's like a number you can kind of, you respect, but you mock it in a sense. Like, what does it mean? The greens are so big. It's not like, it's hard to, it's not exactly quantifiable to like a normal, you know, major or, or tour event, but uh, yeah, he got run down and he wasn't clutch at all. And I think the worst thing that happened to Rory, Pat, the worst thing, the worst was, uh, and I was listening to a lot of radio as was it's I. just more, more calming. And um, we can get into a bit of that in a bit, but I just think had Victor, Victor just, Victor was so malaise the whole day. Victor couldn't make anything happen. Uh, I'm a Victor apologist, so I'll say I think Victor got a lot of bad breaks off the tee, especially if you listen to radio multiple times. Like, that's the worst lie I've seen all week. Like, you know, just random knickknacks around that course. It happens. But but Rory, I think, got into a malaise. Like, he was um, just having to keep off that guy, and then all of a sudden someone got straight fire, and he wasn't ready for the – for you know rounds 12 through 18 i don't know really know what to say it's i i really have no words for it it's just we've seen this happen it's funny because it's usually the short putting that i expected if anything was going to kill rory it would be those five foot putts throughout the course of the week and that wasn't the problem it was just i mean his driving was immaculate like, it was the best of anyone in the field that I can even imagine. And you're right about the greens and regulation. I think it was Thursday. Shane Lowry hit 16 of 18 greens and regulation and shot even par. So when you're hitting the biggest greens in the world, yeah, you should be. You're a professional golfer. Uh, putting it somewhat close to the hole is going to help you so you don't three-putt every single time. But there was a couple of them, like, I, I was surprised on 18 that Rory didn't get it to the green on his drive. And a couple of those reachable par fours, like Rory just wasn't getting there enough. And that was frankly shocking because it wasn't, it's not like the entire field wasn't getting there. And it wasn't just Bryson who was getting there. Like Cam Smith basically got to 18. Cam Young got to 18, but Rory and Victor weren't even close. That seemed crazy to me. There were so many, even like, I don't know, uh, Rory with the putter, you know, some people call it genius. Some people say like, I don't know what what is that um and he you know it's almost like he followed the tiger script if you heard a lot of people sort of relay tiger's opinion 
on how yesterday would play said, oh, don't hit into the bunkers. Don't make bogeys. And Tiger said, if you get to 20 under, you're going to win a, ma a major championship. And Rory just kind of, I don't know whether he played it safe or, or he didn't have it or just, I don't know. I mean, you could argue some people want to, you know, say like they said at the beginning of the week, I don't want to bet on Rory because sometimes it feels like the big, the, the, the moment gets too big for him. And in some ways we'd seen that early in tournaments, but he'd completely rebunk rebunked that first round Rory problem this year. So I don't know. I don't even, I apologize if I started this, I don't want to turn it into a referendum on Rory. There's so much time left for him to have that like magical moment, or, like two or three of them. Like there's still time for it, but in some ways this has, I don't know. It has an ability to also be, I don't want to say career defining, but like a big, big peg on that other side of the ledger um, for Rory McIlroy. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't though, because when we, let's say he ends up winning two more majors over the course of his career. He, yeah, reti but he, he retires with six majors. If he doesn't though, that was my point. I said sure, he could but, win two but more dude's and fucking it's 33 years old. Like he's, he just finished top 10 at all four of the majors. All of them. And so, he seems confident. So let's go. Let's do it again. But, I, when, I, but when we look back at his career and we see these sorts of performances, oh, a third at the open, like those only become positives later in your career, not negatives. It's like how many second place finishes Jack has at majors over the course of his career. Like the, I know that he was still winning a bunch at the time, but how, how often was the discussion, man, Jack's a fucking choker. The guy, the guy yeah. comes second every single major. Yeah, Rory has to still, like, I believe he will. Like, will Rory win another major? I'm still in the camp of it's a matter of when, not if. Um, but he has to win another major for those placings to, those placings north of 30 years old to look respectful, if that makes any sense. Not respectful, that's a bad choice of words. For those to be used in defense of him, he's going to have to win at least one more. He will for these finishes um, to not to be used as a positive instead of a negative on his career, he's going to have to get one more. He has to. He has to. Was there anything more obvious than Cam Smith winning than when Cuss came on the show and essentially called him a jobber? And then when we were doing the cut sweat show, called him a paper tiger when he was in the lead? In retrospect, I should have been more in tune to that. When I wrote... On Monday in the newsletter, like I had it narrowed down to four guys. I was probably going to bet two or three. Cam Smith was on the list. Didn't get there. Went with Shane Lowry instead. Bad choice. I, you know, and the thing with Shane Lowry is I said to anybody who I spoke to about him, love him. I think I'd like to bet him. But just for me, the number got to an unbettable place where I just took a few more points farther um, back. I don't, yeah, cussed. Cust also on our cut sweat show laughed at me when I said like when you when we were talking about how easy Saturday looked I said oh my god Hovland could be a wagon on on Saturday so anything Cust kind of said um, you know played itself out at it was there a hole in one didn't seem like there was a single hole in one was there <clears throat> there wasn't no he he was correct about that. Although I don't think that he anticipated the amount of people going for par fours. Like there was, there was almost a couple hole in ones on par fours at multiple points. Let's talk about Cam Smith for a second. His decision 
I don't know if there was any other decision for him, but just it looks so terrifying to watch it on TV. On 17, behind the bunker on the road hole to take out putter and get it to 12 feet to stop. It was just amazing. I, I, I when I, I was watching with like my 85-year-old grandma and I was like, ah, this is it. Like Rory has his... Rory now has his opening again. Like, Cam is now going to have to birdie 18, because Rory's obviously going to birdie 18. And Rory probably would have birdied 18 if he didn't have to go for eagle on the hole, where he just had to take on the pin and try to make it. If he's trying to play that for birdie, not eagle, he probably puts it to three feet and knocks it in. But it just that save, that was the entire tournament. The, the layup on 18, the triple on 13 on Saturday, didn't matter anymore. That one single shot was the one that won him the tournament. And every 80-foot putty made. <laughs> it was incredible. It was, he got it as close as he could, and he hit the putt. It was outstanding. It was the complete dichotomy of the incident from Saturday where you felt like that might have cost him the tournament. Um, he took that double. It really just cost him a stroke because bogey was literally, even if he played that as conservative as possible, when he like sideswiped it while standing in the bunker when the ball was out of the bunker and hit it right into the the thick stuff. Um, yeah, just absolutely incredible. And even when he missed the putt on nine, I'm like, well, that's it. On Sunday, you're like, ah, his, like his dream probably feels dead. But what happened? I don't think Rory, Rory or, um, shucks. Like Rory didn't take advantage of a lot of the holes. I think he did get, he did uh, get one of those nine, nine or ten, but he didn't get nine. He didn't get nine, Rory. Maybe he came back and, and got ten, but nonetheless, I, I don't know. It's all like still a blur, which it shouldn't be. It should be really easy to sort of uh, recap everything because they showed us so little. It's not like I have this enormous database of weekend golf shots in my head from the um large field no we saw four players uh it was a really strange strange uh, again all the week let down from major championship coverage yes and maybe there was more access in the united states than there was rest of the world i don't know like, i don't know what they were showing on peacock but you had your two live feeds on theopen.com, which were nice because you had the 11, 12, and 13 feed at all times if you really want to check in to see how your guys were doing there. And then they had two featured groups. It was like, it was a lot like last year's rate, like Barbasol PGA coverage. And they only showed you so many guys. And there was very clearly a directive from production. We are going to show as little of Dustin Johnson, of Bryson, and anyone live associated as possible. If we have to show them, we'll show them. If not, they were even doing a thing on the leaderboard because I had Dustin Johnson. I was like, oh man, maybe he can like make a rally here and get it going early. I think he birdied one or two and it was like, okay, here we go. We can we can get on a run. But even on the leaderboard, as soon as like Spieth had caught up and he was like tied with like Burmeester, they were showing Spieth and Burmeester and not Dustin Johnson, who was like kind of actively in the mix. He was just dropped off the leaderboard to the next page where you would just never see him. Like little things like that kept creeping through in the broadcast. They, they didn't show Cam Young like drive a green. <laughs> On what? On, uh, I, oh my God. I don't know. They came back to show him putting. On what hole? I don't know. It wasn't 18. I, I, I watched the drive on 18. No, not 18. 10? 
I think they felt like Cam Young just wasn't going to win. And frankly, he played, I mean, obviously he didn't play better than Cam Smith. Cam Smith finished a shot better. But like, if you went and watched their rounds and didn't see anyone hit a putt the entire time, because Cam Smith just started making these gigantic putts, you'd be like, man, this Cam Young guy won by eight strokes and just, it just, he could, he couldn't get them to fall. And we watched it and on Friday on the Cut Sweat Show and Cam Young, I think he had a four hole stretch on Friday where he had, Four birdie putts from eight feet and in. He missed all four of them. And that that ended up, I mean, that wasn't the difference, but that was the difference when it really came down to it. According to radio, Pat, and you can tell me if the stats like bear it out, the ladies who followed Dustin Johnson for the weekend, A, like the year, they could not get over how quick he plays the fairway and how slow he plays the green. Like they couldn't get over that. But I have to assume Dustin Johnson, the stats show that he like very well could have won this golf tournament if he putted. If, they made it seem like the amount of putts he missed almost over the course of the entire tournament, I guess outside of his Friday, um, felt like more than anybody, or maybe I'm just living my own my own truth with that one. I mean, the stats would reflect that he actually putted okay. Like, he gained strokes putting for the week. One of the better, not one of the better putters in the, yeah, one of the better putters in the field. But I'm with you. It reminded me a lot of Dustin. Just, I track Dustin a lot. I I so rarely have money on Dustin that when I do, I kind of track what he's up to. And I had money on him at the 2019 Masters when Tiger won. He ended up coming second. Do you remember that week? The amount of putts he just lipped out from 30 feet. Like, everything hit the hole. They just wouldn't go in. It felt like that was this week for Dustin. But you're going to gain strokes putting at St. Andrews if you just two-putt every green, which I think that he did. I don't think he had any three putts. Yeah. Um, there were uh, I guess. I don't know. There were a few momentum killers. I don't know if they were three putts. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Well, really com- they're well, not showing Bryson at all. Like, and Bryson so was like the most entertaining. Bryson was the most entertaining man on the course on Sunday, besides Cam. Yeah, they Smith, showed him putt in on eighteen. That's about it, right? But it looked like he was driving every green, and he played great. Like he got himself. I mean, he has his ex- exemption from winning the U.S. Open, but he would have got it back again to be at Royal Liverpool next year by finishing inside the top ten. He was the only guy. I'm looking at it right now. You'd have to go down to Shane Lowry, who finished T21. Bryson lost strokes putting for the week and still finished inside he, the top 10. I was really disappointed to see him play well on Sunday because I feel like that might have slashed my already short uh, live New Jersey line uh that I I feel like I'm auto betting Bryson unless they give numbers that are so stupid. He is going to win one of the next three live events, two live events. When is the next live event? It's in Jersey. You're like, when, though? I have no idea. I don't know. Louis just played like four times in six weeks, so he needs time off. So I hope they have time off. Well, thanks to Louis, he got his weekend off uh, after a disastrous coming home stretch. On Friday, he and Webb Simpson and Ryan Fox were the three. It was just like, oh, my God, guys, like, get it together. Yeah. They did not get it together. It was, it was truly horrible. I want to talk about Vic for a second. You know, this is Vic's first top 10 in a major. I'm happy for him. Me too. But, like, it wasn't surprising because we see this so often 
with even the best of players that we think of. Like when we think back like 10 years, whatever, and Vic's in the mix at every single major and he's a real threat. He has two under his belt or something like that. That it's always the first one that guys, and he didn't really implode. It's just everyone else was scoring and he wasn't. And I think you're right about Rory that he kind of got caught in that malaise of, hey, I just need to beat Victor here. And I'm playing better than Victor. All I need to do is hit it to the middle of the green, two putt beyond my way. And to the point where when Cam Smith started heating up, like Cam Smith was there, but then he went, what, birdie, 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 birdie to start the back nine. He just made like five in a row. And all of a sudden Rory's either tied or he's down one. He just couldn't flip the gear anymore because he was in that mode of, I just need to beat this guy. I'm playing match play against this guy. And then it turned out that wasn't the case anymore. And he had no answer for it. But with Vic, I I think this is encouraging because this is what happened with Patrick Reed. Do you remember the kind of knock on Patrick Reed for years? was like, man, yeah, the guy's a good player, but he's never finished top 10 to major. Bryson was the same way. Bryson finished top 10 at the PGA Championship at Harding Park. I think that was his first top 10 to major. Next one out, he wins the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Patrick Reed finishes top 10 at the 2017 PGA Championship at Quail Hollow, wins the Masters the next year. Like, this is big for Vic, just to break through in this regard. And it's not surprising to see a first-time guy, first final group at a major, first time really in contention on a weekend at a major, that he slips up a little bit and just doesn't have his best stuff. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, tons of pressure, although you could set, like, there was a comfortable aspect to the pairing, um, at least on Saturday. And even on Sunday, there were conversations. Um, you could see they were having uh, friendly ones. And that was a thought I kind of had on Saturday. Like, Tiger would never just be, like, yucking it up with the guy he, like, leads by a stroke on Sunday in a major, like, ever. Uh, but they're, I don't think, I don't hold that against anybody. They're just, the players are wired so different. And Tiger is the ultimate outlier that to compare him to anybody makes everyone seem like an epic failure, uh, regardless of, of what they accomplished. I'm here for Victor. Um, I love Victor. I'm a stand for Victor. It was tragic knowing that I didn't bet him and there were 60 to one pre tournaments on Victor. And you know me, I love to just go blind and play the ceiling. But at least nowadays, Pat, it just felt like every single trend. I don't care for the deep, deep trends, but the simple aspect of of how ultra competitive we all agree the top of the golf world is these days and how hard winning these majors are that I need to believe in your ceiling, but you needed to give me a semblance of pre-tournament form for me to put you on my outright betting card. And he, he was about to crush that in the clubs. There was about to be some baggage handler somewhere that was could take credit for a champion golfer of the year because he was still playing a new set of clubs that he had made for him last week other than his putter. Um, but yeah, everything about Victor, I adore. It's, it's, it's all great. And let me just ask you this, Pat. Who is... Like, who are people expecting to be Scotty Scheffler now next year? Cam Smith or, or Cam Young or Will Zalatoris? Because they can't both be him. Well, and they, neither of them probably will. Well, well they will. Can, they they kind of can because one can be – because there's been three guys that have kind of gone on this run, uh, and Cam Smith has actually 
done the best at spreading it out over the course of the season. He wins the first tournament of the year, he wins the players, then he wins the final major. That's nice sustained success. Yeah, wow. Yeah, for, great point. Yeah. For Cameron Smith over the course of the year. But we saw Cantley go absolute fire over the course of last se- the end of last season. He wins four tournaments. Scheffler gets hot at the beginning of this year from Phoenix to the Masters. Then Xander gets super hot, and then he can't lose at any point. So theoretically, it could be Cam Young, and it could be Will Zalatoris. But the weird thing about all of these guys is they're all the guys that you would have pegged to do it. It just all happened a year after we thought that they would do it. Like It's funny to think about this guy. I want to talk about Scotty Scheffler, too. Because guy really, really let me down on Sunday. I don't know what was going on with him, but the dude could not make a three-foot putt to save his life. But I remember writing up Scotty Scheffler for the 2020 season. Like, this is the breakout year for Scotty Scheffler. It's all going to come through to him. He's been so close, like, both at majors, both at regular tournaments. He's just there every single week and just he wasn't all that great he was good at the majors he finished top 20 i think in all of the majors in 2021 and what was is it 20 it's 2022 right now right i get all my getting old jeff everything's getting mixed up on me in 2021 but he never got the win and then it's just like oh he's passe now it's will zalatoris time and then actually it turned out that scotty scheffler was the guy that we thought he was it just took him a year later than we thought that he was going to do it and, and he went absolutely mental we are nuts about like timelines like as golf, like I say, Rory could be in an off-season mental pretzel based on the form he entered. All four major champions not able to knock one off this year. Um, we put ourselves a hey, betting golf. We put ourselves in a mental pretzel Monday through Wednesday every single week, setting a lineup, making outright, making outright, um, outright picks and all that. Pat, so I don't know which player were we talking about. Scheffler. I, I do want to kind of backtrack a little bit to Rory. Like I don't, I honestly think he's not as devastated by this as people may think. Like, yeah, it sucks. Uh, I think that he kind of, I said, pragmatically, he's building on what he thought was a really good season. It was a really good season for Rory. He's only going to end up likely with the one win that was in Canada. That was a great performance, and he had. He, was basically, he wasn't really in contention at the Masters, although he came in second, but he was in contention at different points of each of the majors. Obviously, this was the closest that he was going to get, but is there really any bigger winner in the golf world this year in terms of reputation than Rory McIlroy? You might as well just give him, a, give him a sympathy major for the amount of goodwill that he has ingratiated onto himself. He's a bigger star now than really he's ever been, and he hasn't won shit. There's nothing there I can disagree with other than I think it's probably somewhere closer to the middle of my opinion and your opinion on um, his frustration level, <laughs> I think, at, at, the mass, at the major season, despite how incredible it is. And someone sent me a bet in my DMs that they made, Pat. It was 50 to 1 for him to T10 in all four majors. Guy won like five or ten k or something. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Uh, and I, yeah, totally a a bigger star. He is like the face of. I want to say that he's, I guess, the face of the PGA Tour. He's no, he, this- he he is currently the face of golf, and maybe 
there's different points where you could have argued that was the case when he was winning. When you know, like 2014, when he wins two majors in one year, he's the face of golf. And then you know, Spieth takes it, and then Jason Day takes it for a while. But it's always still like Tiger or Phil. Like they're still the top end guys. It feels like now, based on what's happened with this live stuff, although it's fractured the PGA Tour, that Rory's star over anyone else. Like he is now bumped up a level closer to though like to the Tiger and Phil level. I mean, obviously he's past Phil. No one's going to be bigger than Tiger, but and we'll talk about Tiger in a second, I suppose. But it's just he is the superstar in golf right now, and it's not based on his performance. It's just based on him, and that's a totally different level to be at. Once you're such a big star that winning doesn't matter anymore. And, like, you can get by with T5s and T10s and whatever. Eventually that will run out. But the superstardom that he's at right now, based on his stance, pro PGA Tour, being the face of everything, being the talking point. And as you've mentioned tons of times, one of the best, most candid interviews in golf. Like, that's why I kind of believe him. Like, why? when else is he lying? Yeah, and this was, like, before the live stuff. He was, like, we don't just say it's been a great interview since Christmas. It's been a great interview um, almost the last, like, four or five four or five years so um yeah I, I would just say you know the amount of goodwill that's out there and the narrative driven world and press pat like what you say exists for him right now there would have been rocket fuel like had he won yesterday like i can't even know the fuel that i'm thinking that that the hyperbole that would have been put on the moment i even made the joke on saturday night like they're going to come and carry him out of the ring like Bret Hart at Mania 10 when he beat the Yoko Zunes. You know, the whole roster comes out and puts you on your shoulder. Or when Luger took down the NWO. Or when Rudy got his sack. I mean, that was sort of like, like not, not literally, but like, you know, <laughs> they were ready to like turn it into a movie yesterday and i it, guess and it would have been fitting for the moment because the crowd I mean, just you mentioned listening to the stream like i don't know if people found that as easily as probably they should have but there was a lot well, you just had to hit the volume meter on the app or website yeah there was a it was on the app you could just stream like the live feed the amount of like clashing separate like british isle accents on that were just amazing it just sounded like they had one person from every region of Great Britain. Uh, and they were just clashing styles. But there was one thing they all had in common. They were all rooting for Rory. <laughs> oh, and the crowd. And yeah, that was, it was un, it was undeniable. Um, but, and, and deserved, I guess. Uh, as I kind of think I said to you last week, Pat, for all like the intensity about live, like here in North America and, you know, some, you know, the, the Brooks Kepka jokes that I have certainly made. Graham McDowell is claiming he's getting death threats. Like they take things a lot more seriously over there. Like, am I saying people have like said insane things to some of the American live players? I'm sure they have, but I haven't heard any of them complain that like they're getting lots of death threats. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's it seems like it's even way more intense over there and i don't mean to pivot down this road but i've been saying it since the start of this thing that if henrik stenson tees it up for live you strip that Ryder cup captaincy immediately immediately right now in this fight lives got its money and it's gobbles of it and it'll work and it is working but at this moment in time the tours have to use what they have 
And and until the landscape changes where they have no choice, where so many, so many, so many top players are over there, you could feel that's inevitable and maybe it is. But for now, the tour's got to drop double birds to all deserters. Say, you're out, pal. You ain't eating your, having your cake and eating it too or whatever that, that saying is. So I got no issues. I don't know what they'll do. They're going to make Dodo the captain. But um, yeah, I got no issues with that whatsoever at all. I, I, I don't even know if Liv is... Is Liv working? I feel like the only thing that Liv has worked to do is kind of like bring the PGA Tour down a notch. And as when Kevin Clark was on the show, he kind of alluded to it. It's like it's two AAA tours now. The only thing that's really done has made the majors more important than they were. Yes. That being said, it does seem like not only with that Greg Norman stuff at the beginning of the week, but there were multiple comments from the head of the RNA that made it seem like he will not be giving Liv... Uh, a vote or a benefit of the doubt. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Have they succeeded? I don't know, Pat. Like when companies start, they look horrible, even like the ones that end up being amazing. I'm not saying it's like Amazon, but you see those pictures of Bezos in his like garage. I mean, that's where they start. Um, so I don't, and I feel like the fact that they've pulled two events off and the field got stronger from one to two. Those are incremental wins that I can't ignore. And if their plan is to pick the weakest spots on the PGA Tour schedule and go against them, I I don't know. I'm more interested. They got like three events in football season. You know, so, and, and here's the thing. If you got football, you've got the Sanderson Farms, and you've got like Liv and those top players, what's your B choice? It could be live over Sanderson. Sure, but the B choice then is Jacksonville versus Tennessee. Okay, yeah, you're right. What's your G choice? Like, yeah, 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 sorry. I take that back because we've got six, seven TVs and you need nine to put the live on. Yeah, but but I I feel like that these tournaments, and I think you're going to see with this PGA like new schedule, not this year and the following year, that it's (sighs) really just catered to an international audience, not a U.S. audience for those events especially. The live events, you mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think they're oh. super caring oh. about the United States where, you know, football exists. It's everywhere else. That makes total sense. And that's why we've all sort of, you know, if I ran live, I'd have all, you know, I'd be going after the Asian players and and that type of, of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I did want to give a special shout out since I forgot to at the beginning of the show for Killerney Kurt. Who won the DK Millie Maker? On his hand, he played three lineups into the Millie Maker. 75 bucks total. Rory, Cam Smith, Cam Young, Bryson, Chris Kirk, and Thomas Dietrich. Good for $1.022 million on DraftKings. So congratulations. That's amazing. Can't believe it. It is. I mean, you're so much deeper into the space and maybe headlines that are made. How do you comp a handmade three lineup build? Would that be like someone taking an engine of an 85 Civic and winning an F1 race? Like, what do you comp that to? That's insane. Yes. I, I, well, yes and no. He also won the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League, by the way. Uh, (sighs) 
up top. There you go. And it's funny because his two, like, he had one lineup that won everything, and then he had two lineups that were, like, kind of garbage, which is kind of hilarious when you think about it. It's not, I don't think it's out of the, like, I don't think it's all that random that a hand-built lineup would want is would win a tournament like that. Uh, obviously, the people who play more lineups have more chances, but in tournaments that have, like, 180,000 people and you can only play 150 lineups, I mean, your chances aren't really all that stretched out versus the guy who has one lineup, to be perfectly honest with you. Incredible. What an awesome, what an awesome feat. I just, I'm so, I'm so, so cool. Like even to show that to normies and be like, dude entered $150 total. (laughs) I mean, he had three millimaker lineups and then I guess another 75 bucks in muck muck out there. He played three in the PME (laughs) open. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for all time well yeah in- incredible good um any supports and appreciates the show so that's awesome good for good for him and yes yeah, shout out that uh, big t was all over uh the bryson four percent what a breaker like what a breaker yeah the, the two guys that well even when rick and i went through it like victor and bryson were the two guys that was just like i can't do it like i can see it but i, I just can't do it and uh, that turned out to be a critical error for me because I ended up playing like Hideki. Um, before we get into the goods, I would argue this is the goods, but people would d- differ that. Sometimes well, the comments certainly I, will tell us not the case. But... I, I, I wouldn't know much about the comments, to tell you the truth. That means you would actually have to read them, which, you know, I don't want to. I have four names yeah. here I did want to talk about before we get into the 3M. But I just, the dichotomy of... Like, we were all dead wrong on Tiger after being pretty freaking accurate on Tiger. Or, sorry, I was dead wrong on Tiger. After being very accurate on Tiger at the other two majors, I just thought he was playing lots. He must be feeling good. He'll be be fine. Um, The amount of attention, Pat, 0.00 that Phil Mickelson got playing probably his last open at St. Andrews was sad and tell it like I get tigers here. I get that Friday, that non leaderboard story had to go to tiger, but like for Philly, it's like at the point where he doesn't exist. Like that is the point where he's, he's canceled. Like I make that joke and we all know the stuff he said, but I just mean it's at the point that even in the golf coverage realm, he doesn't exist. Crazy. Crazy. He beat Tiger. He beat Tiger. <laughs> he beat he beat Tiger. Credit to our boy uh, tour picks, Joe Idoni, Pat. I'm not a horse betting guy. Uh, what do you call it when you get the two? The exacta? He had money on Cam Smith and Cam Young. I, know, I didn't double them like you know, officially, but you exact a major good, good, good for you, buddy props. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, just to, to, to get one into it, any tournament is insane is, and more so when every good player in the world is playing in a tournament is even crazier. So that's very impressive. There's a lot yeah. of big, there was a lot of big, including yourself, a lot of Cam Smith winners out there. I was happy to see yeah, big, I, big. I, if I can't win, I, I like to see when everyone wins, that's usually a good thing. Yeah, it seemed like um, a lot. It was um, made sense. There's a lot pointing to it. The numbers seemed fair. The course fit seemed ideal. You could see him getting comfortable 
in Scotland last week. Check, 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 check. Winner, gang, y'all. Um, yeah. Reason? And I don't know. I'll give. Oh, go ahead. Who are you giving credit to? I just want to say it's it's kind of like major repeat outside of Masters, but for three days a year, they just there's only so much they'll put into the apps. Like it's three days a year. There's just so much they'll put in. And that's something we have to accept that it's so messed up that the coverage we get for majors is inferior to the coverage we will get this week in Minnesota. In Minnesota. I'm going to have an easier time knowing what's going on than the 150th Open Championship. And they don't give a shit. So I got to get over it. Were you able to access Shot Tracker by the app? Because I was only ever able to do it on the desktop, not on the app. Were you able to do it? I wasn't. Um, someone, I like one of my buddies late on Sunday said he found it, but I was so deep into the woods. I didn't care. There were so few people on the golf course. I was done giving a shit um, on like, like, you know, there are nine guys left on the course. Like I didn't need to know what people were up to at that point. I actually found it somewhat refreshing that I couldn't find out how to do it on the app because at the PGA Championship in the U.S. Open, they had Shot Tracker, but the Shot Tracker was disaster. It was like lying to you. It gave you false information, then updated itself at different times. At least this way, I couldn't find it or didn't know where it was. So I just pretended like it didn't exist. And then I wasn't concentrated on it anymore. And I just got back to watching what I could watch. And that was it. And it was actually somewhat liberating versus having it, but it being shitty that I found this was a better solution. I agree. And this was shitty and it was, I noticed many inaccuracies as well. Like um, they sometimes have a different, there's a big difference for two yards for birdie and two yards for par. Like it, you know, it's, and so you think, oh, and then did he miss it? And you're like, no, in the end, he didn't miss the putt. They were just constantly giving you the information wrong. All right. Rapid fire here. Tiger Woods, you have anything left to say on him? He's going to play a seniors major at St. Andrews. I, I think he'll stick around to play. As long as he can walk, he'll be back out there for the next time they get back. Yeah, and apparently it's been dated, right? Like they it? have a date. Oh, I didn't realize they that. They made it seem like they had a date, but I could be wrong because I trust you and Tim on, or Tim. Yeah, Tim, you should trust on this. Who made it seem like they don't have a, a date? Well, it's Royal Liverpool. Like, yeah, the only the, the next three that I see are Royal Liverpool, Royal Troon, and then back to Portrush. So okay, 20- so I guess Tiger was going on the assumption that it's automatically going to be there in the next, like, six to eight years. I would when say, he, like, sort I would of dated. The 27, like, 2027, I would guess it's back. Because it used to be, like, every – it had been on a five-year rotation. And then because – I guess it would be – it would have been six years, but because – of COVID, it got bumped the one year that it became seven years. Maybe they bring it back to four. Maybe they bring it back to five. But I would guess max, max 2028, but 2027 seems more likely. Then, yeah, then, sorry, then I take it back. Then, yeah, for sure, he's going to be there um, without a doubt. And honestly, I'm so silly. I would say if they're debating years, like bump it up a year to like let Tiger be part of it. What was the last half? Rory won at Royal Liverpool, so he's got a shot next year at the Open. 
sure he's got a, he's got a shot at all of them. But do you think what is Tiger's schedule going forward? Obviously, he doesn't play the rest of this year. So is the Masters the first time we see him in 2023? No, he'll play the hero this year, Pat. Okay, besides the hero. <laughs> okay, sorry. But that's the next time we're going to see him golf. We're going to see him play the hero. We're going to see him play the PNC. Um, I'm anticipating we get a lead-in event to the Masters. Genesis? Bay Hill? Because those don't seem yeah. like good courses for him at this point. You should really play like the Valspar. <laughs> yeah, but that's after the Masters, isn't it? No, it's before. It's the it's the week after the players. Or I don't know. See, he goes back and forth because he does make it seem like he would love to play. He, he gives you this sense he would love to play a lead-in event because he acknowledges how hard it is to mimic actual tournament golf despite what his mind can do on a practice situation. Um, but then he'll finish the sentence by saying, I'd love to do it. I just like might not be physically possible, um, which is no, no secret. Uh, but I'm going to anticipate a lead in event. I'm going to anticipate a lead in event. I don't know how to pick it though. Scotty Scheffler d- disaster on Sunday. Don't really know what happened there. Uh, as someone who had money on Scheffler, that was uh, not a good call. I thought he, I thought that he was the guy with that. What Cam Smith and Cam Young did, I thought that he was the one that was going to do that on Sunday. Once I scanned the leaderboards, like who's the guy who could go real low, shoot like a 62 from back here? It's like it's probably the number one player in the world. Didn't happen for him this week. Is he still the player of the year? Because I feel like he is with a bullet. But now that it hasn't, he hasn't won since the Masters. That people will start talking themselves into. I mean, a players and a major is amazing. For Cam Smith, like I think he is the only other one in contention, despite what Xander has done. But I still feel like it's Scheffler. He's won a WGC, he won Phoenix, he won Bay Hill, and he won the Masters. And he still has a bunch of other top fives along the way. I feel like that's pretty impressive. And he was what second at the U.S. Open, third at the U.S. Open. He still has my vote today, but the FedEx Cup could Ugh. could change it. Yeah. Like could could change it. I think those FedEx Cup events that lead into the Tour Championship are as hard to win. Field strength-wise are as hard as anything the Tour has all year. And we talk about Northern Trust and the next one. Like, they are arguably the two, like, most premier. Well, they're supposed to be and how they're set up. But um, so I, I give extra credence to those. Not even so much winning the FedEx Cup, which would be fun. But those those two lead in to Eastlake events uh, I th- are, are huge big pants. JT just couldn't get it going. Dude could not make a putt on Friday. It was like, I don't want to say it was embarrassing, but he, I think he had like a 20 foot birdie putt on every hole on Friday. He maybe made one of them. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like frustrating in the sense that I think. You know, I don't like reading too much into what guys say, even though when you bet golf, like part of it has to wear a tinfoil psychology hat uh, or you have to believe in a guy or not believe in a guy. I certainly believe in JT. I just don't like that. He like has to constantly reference that. He like doesn't like it or he can't figure it out, but he's trying so hard. If that makes any sense. Like he's talking himself into this, um, not say would have won had he had this epically positive track record and attitude about it, but he is like talking himself into things over, uh, for open championships. 
Um, so we'll see. Hopefully he can get over whatever his bugaboo is across the pond because I don't think he has one half-decent result. Brooks Kepka, last guy. Not a great tone for old Brooks. Pat, I wish I had it right now up. The tweet of the week. The tweet of the week. I don't know. Did you see this? No. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't. Tell me. On Friday. Oh, I said it on the cut sweat show. PGA Tour comms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sent out a tweet on Friday. Like, it was, you know, like bashing Brooks. Not that. Like, it was a very factually accurate tweet. But you could sense a level of smarm in it. Or like, he's not even a PGA Tour player. Why are they even tweeting this? I don't know. He, I can't wait. Like Brooks, or sorry, Bryson, Reed, guys, I will be betting. Answer, like, will be shortlist live bets for me in the near future. Brooks, like, he's a dead fish right now. He's a dead fish. Well, luckily for us that he, he has. He is, he is so fucking irrelevant at this moment in time. Not to say like things don't switch or can't switch quickly. We know how quickly that pendulum engulfs. He is so fucking irrelevant at this moment in time. I'm looking at the live schedule, by the way. Next week, it's at Bedminster. Trump Bedminster. Next week? Next week. Louis needs a rest. And then they're off till the beginning of September. And they play in Boston. They play in Chicago. Uh, twice in September. Then they play in Bangkok. They play in Saudi Arabia. And then they play at Doral to end the year. Okay. Well, quickly then, let's just do this. Because are we expecting a defection point this week now that major season's over? Or you might as well take your free FedEx Cup money and make your live announcement in like a month and a half, right? Uh, if you're uh, planning on going? If, if, I, if it was me and I was trying to be sneaky, and depending on who I was, I'd wait for that pit money to come out, grab that, then go. Yeah, but Liv could also be like, what do you think you're going to get from Pip? What do you want from Pip? You'll say, they'll be like, okay, we'll give it to you anyway. Come tomorrow. I suppose. Like, so, so here, here, oh, what here, are you here, getting here, for Pip? Here, here are the names right now that people are expecting to go. Adam Scott, Tony Finau, Cam Smith, oh. and Henrik Stenson. But Hideki was completely rumored to go, as was Fowler, but they're both playing at the 3M this week. Yeah. And I saw Hideki in the 3M field, and I got those vibes like this is just going to be a troll job by Liv to have a, a, a new cycle withdraw to then correspond with a, a, a Liv announcement. But Hideki, he's got those wins. you got to take that free FedEx Cup money, I think, if you're going to go. That would be my expectation. So I don't think we're going to see a lot this week. Maybe the rumors the week after the FedEx Cup at Eastlake, Pat. Oh, man. That's going to be a big one, a big, a big week. Uh, but let me ask you this, because they're in Jersey in two weeks and people are going to hate me for saying what I'm about to say. People are going to be like, say it. And I'm not even giving my opinion. I'm just stating what is going to happen. The 9-11 stuff is going to be like. Um, oh, I didn't even consider that. Megaphoned in New Jersey. Megaphone. Yes and like, okay, yes and no. Because you have to remember, outside of probably even most of the people watching this show, and outside of like golf Twitter, no one gives a shit about the Live Tour or anything that's going on with it. Most people don't even you know, know it exists. 
I don't even. And again, like, okay, like, like Biden's there grabbing some balls right now. So, like, it's kind of a juxtaposition to be like, hey, what are you golfers doing? Ah. So, like, I get, like, the other side totally. But I'm just saying the people that care and they have every right to care, they're going to be loud. And, and the players might have to answer not just, like, direct questions about Saudi money, like, direct questions about 9-11. And it's like, like it could get weird. Um, so what you're saying, you know is, me, what so, do I love so most about so what like you're golf? saying is that for the recent defections, probably a good one to skip before you join. Yeah, it could be a good one to not like, yeah, wait for Boston. Exactly. You miss one more live, get your FedEx cup money, go to the one after. Um, yeah. And again, I, it's, it's weird. And I'm not even, I just think that's going to be part of it. And you know, my, I would like for my favorite thing about live golf weeks to not be the press conferences. When they get past that threshold, then they could be onto something. But the most entertaining thing for me as it pertains to live golf is not the last five holes on Saturday or whatever day they want to finish. Um, it is the the press conference where they trot these guys out. And those New Jersey ones are going to be, I'll be watching the whole thing. That's all. Do you think Cam Smith is going to go? I don't know. I think they're all liable. Can't between the players in the open, he's got so many major exemptions. I think, yeah. I think, yeah. How much did this win get him in a bonus? 50 million bucks? 100 million bucks? I, yeah, I thought it would have gotten Victor like a $40 million bonus. Like just beating Rory and not like, like Greg be like, don't let Rory have this moment. I'll give you 50 million. <laughs> Uh, it has, but he is the one who's like the, but I mean, it was like a lock that Hideki would be joining live today. And that seemingly has not happened. Yeah, no, I don't know what's up with, um, with any of that. And then if Cam Smith go like, how quickly is the president's cup after the season, Pat? Ooh, I do not. Where is the, it's in, it's at quail hollow, Charlotte, Charlotte. Yeah. So it has to be in September this year, right? I would assume it's like a they have a week off and then the Presidents Cup Monday September nineteenth uh, is when it like starts. So the Sunday is on the twenty fifth. So like week three of football. So yeah, they'll get like three weeks off, two weeks off before it starts because it's the U.S. one. Like was the uh, the Australian one was in December, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, but also like like if you're Immelman, like if you're the captain, like I assume Cam Smith is being pretty open and honest and Hideki is being pretty open and honest. Like they have a business decision to make, but they're friends with, uh, you know, they all love Trevor. Um, so I think that I think Trevor Immelman might know more about who's going to live than anyone on earth. Or these people are playing it very close to the vest. And listen, you're Cam Smith. I, I, People drew comparisons to his post-round rebuttal or comments of Liv to Cant to Cantley. No, they weren't even close. They were not even close. They were on this like on the same side of a fence, but there's like a definitive gap. Um, so I'm not gonna come down on Cantley like I did Cam Smith, especially after he just won me 8K. Not gonna come down on you. Um, but I do believe everyone who's in that position that Cam Smith. You just got to play, like, as a negotiating tactic, you just play coy. 
Like, let them see a press conference where I'm on the fence and let them call my agent and offer me 15 more million off that other increased bump they offered me a month ago. You know, so, yeah, I, I could see why all these guys play coy in the press conferences. It's it's almost like a negotiation ploy. Interesting. Well, let's move on to Minnesota. Let's talk about the 3M. That's what we're, I mean, I don't know how much we want to talk about the 3M. It's not a great field. I've been to this course. The course is really nice. TPC Twin Cities. Uh, I really liked it. I went with Moose, and Moose is a member of Hazeltine. Hazeltine is much nicer, obviously. It's where they have Ryder Cups and U.S. Opens. And this is more of just a really nice course. Uh, it's in Blaine, Minnesota. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It's it's the most reminiscent of PGA National, but not as hard. There's just water everywhere at this course. And if you get off the fairway, the fairways are pretty wide, but if you get off them, like you're in this like weird fescue, you're in the woods, uh, it's not a great scene. As we saw Cameron Champ last year when he won, like you would think, oh, must be a bomber's paradise, which it can be because Cameron Champ won, but he wasn't hitting driver off of any of these tees. He was clubbing down to like three iron, five iron, and just getting it where he needed to get it, making sure they didn't get into the water and go out and make enough birdies. It's like PGA National if it was easier and you still had to make a ton of birdies to get by because the blow-up holes are still going to be there. Remember everyone was on EVR that year? And he just huh. he had a Year one. He, he had a magnet for the middle of the lake every single time. He was uh, the Minnesota Golden Gopher. It was our first year at Twin Cities, and we all, like, piled in on EVR at, like, 40 or 50 to 1. Uh, yeah, that was a mistake. I I just remember really liking the event. I've never hit a winner here. I got walked off by Morikawa. I think I had no, uh, or Wolf. We, we, I got, had... we got walked off. We had Bryson, and we got walked off by yeah. Wolf. Yeah, so, you know, and I wasn't close. A Thompson or... Or Cam, uh, I certainly miss. I've never had a winner here, but I have just these memories of being thoroughly entertained by how the course uh, plays. So while I even made my jokes, like going from the Open to the 3M, like whoop-dee, I remember having a ball watching this thing over the last uh, couple years. So I'm I'm here for it. I'm going to have a full, uh, full bed and sheet. I got one bet in. I don't know what else to do, though, Pat. Not going to lie. I mentioned this on the research show that I put out that it's not that I want to invest less this week because, you know, coming off a major championship, I, like you, tend to go a bit harder at major championships because you get a bit too fired up. But it's not that I don't want to put money into this event. It's just I don't know what to do with this event. That's the difficult part. DraftKings Sportsbook finally released their odds. So at DraftKings Sportsbook, Fina is 11 to 1. Like, Sungjae is 16 to 1. Hideki is 16 to 1. You have those three, but then like Cam Tringali's 18. Mad McNeely is 18. Adam Hadwin is 18. Davis Riley, 22. The Gala and Cam Davis and Charles Howell and Adam Long, 25 to 1. That's everyone below 30 to 1. Well, which one of those guys would you actually want to bet? I came in with Davis Riley circled on my sheet being like, hey, I like Davis Riley this week. Hasn't played since the Travelers, had a lot of time off. I think his skill set works here. I'm not going to bet the guy at 22 to 1. I have not run to bet any of them. I would rather bet. I'd rather bet Hideki at 16 than like Davis Riley at 22. If that makes any sense, like in yeah. that context. But I, I want to ask you in terms of e, like, would this quantify as easy scoring conditions? I would say it's yeah. Slightly. Ah, uh, I mean, the winning score has gone down each of the three years that it's been here. I think it was minus 21, minus 17, then minus 15. However, the quality of field has gotten worse every year that it's been here. 
And Hideki's never been here before either. No, Hideki, Hideki, his, was, Hideki was here the first year. Okay. He was top 10. Of all those guys, uh, I guess I could see why Riley would be your your first choice. Um, but he's not. Like, he was just someone that I liked going into the week. But if he's like hoping be, to catch a 40, like, what, hoping, is that what you're to talking catch about? A 33 or 35, like at, at bare minimum. But, you know, I mean, the best number you can get on right now is 27. Like, that's a bit more enticing, but I don't know. It seems like a bit much. Yeah. But we just talked about Finau and Hideki are both rumored to be going to the Live Tours. Is this their final event on the PGA Tour? I I think you nailed it to say there's no way. I don't imagine players would leave for one more Live event in this season when if they cannot play New Jersey for other obvious reasons, they can finish this PGA season and start next Live season fresh. So I'm actually not expecting I would be shocked if a guy played this event and then went to live. Why would you be shocked by that? Well, I'm not shocked. I, we've seen enough and they would throw the money to make up for any FedEx Cup missings. Um, I just think scheduling wise, it makes too much sense. As you pointed out, you pointed it out. It makes too much sense to just ride out where they are on the calendar of both tours, um, uh, just ride it out and then do it the first week of September. Well, yeah, once the East Lake is over, if you even make East Lake, it just makes too much sense. So I actually don't see them see them going. Hideki's probably top 10 in FedEx Cup also. He's probably right around there. I mean, he only has the one win this season, I think. No, he won the Zozo, didn't he? Back in swing season? Yeah, the Zozo and Hawaii and Sony. Sony. Yeah, so he's most definitely. And he's played up there. fine. He's got decent results here around. Like he's, yeah, he could be right around that ten spot. So Hideki, um, Hideki at sixteen, you like Hideki nineteen is the best on market I can see right now. He's probably my favorite of those top three guys between Finau, Hideki, and Sungjae. And like, yeah, the, the fact that like I like Figala enough, I like Hadwin enough, not enough for a two point difference between them and Hideki. Is there like a Phoenix comp other than Desert? It's water. Maybe. Just, Who knows? I, I mean, the Sony. I, I would say that PGA National is probably the closest one, just based on the layout of the course, but it's just not as hard. PGA National is such a hard thing to t- comp because then I'm thinking, who can shoot me two under a day? Yeah, but but it's not. It's just th- that style of play. Like, you need to have the similar mentality off the tee where, you know, you can only get yourself into so many problems if you keep it in the fairway. But guys that are a bit wayward off the tee or don't have the discipline to club down, they're going to be in a lot of trouble here. Um, Tringale off of his uh, voyage. Is... I don't, I don't. Uh, you can, I you, you can run... just say you don't want to bet any of these guys. And yeah, I haven't. Want? We can because I might end up betting something. Someone, something might come to me or someone I trust on an event I really have no strong feeling on. I could be pulled in a direction, but I have not, uh, I have no, I'm not running to beat a number, catch a number, any part of this under 30 to one at the moment. That's, that's, that's the truth of it. All right. Well, let's talk about the rest of the guys because everyone over 30 to one, honestly, to a thousand to one, like Marty fish, tennis player, Marty fish. What's his, what are his odds? I assume he's last in the field. 
He's at not even last. That's how good this field is. Maybe they don't have Marty Fish listed. They don't. Okay. But he is playing this week. He's supposed to be in this field. Uh, but they, they are not hanging odds on the fish man uh, in either one so, of them. But And he qualified fairly, right? It's not like a Steph Curry, like, I, here's I, a spot thing. I, I, I'm pretty sure they gave him a spot. I have no idea, though. I assume that they did. He's such a big yes, star. You, you got to get him in the field. Get some star power behind this. I guess. Here are the two bets that I've made so far. I caught the early Goderip number at 55, played it with five places, because I just assumed that number would be beaten to the ground. And at the place where I played it, it's down to 45. DraftKings Sportsbook has opened him at 50. I expect him to be a very popular bet this week. I'm just, it, it's, it's essentially the same field as two weeks ago when everyone bet him at 18 to 1, except you have three real guys at the very top who may or may not care. They just came over from playing the Open Championship. If one of those guys shows up and plays their best, they're going to win. If not, it's open game for almost anyone. Goderup seemed like a pretty good number. And the other one I bet was Higo. I bet Higo at 100 to 1, five places. Ooh. That's all I've done. Okay. Um, listen, I have bet I have bet Goderup. I didn't speak to you about it, and I'm not on Atlantic time, so I missed the 55. Bet a 50, no difference uh, to me. It just made a lot of sense. I'm betting on... I'm betting on the ceiling. I, I don't know. No one caught my eye. The number just seemed fair. Maybe it was subliminally because of the number I saw a few weeks ago. And like, this one seems nice. But yeah, that's all. That's all I clicked. That's all I clicked in the morning after I win what I won yesterday, Pat. I'm usually like ready to click and click and click. Not like I don't feel any part of this. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't I don't have any vibe for any of these guys. The but I'll bet the ceiling on Goderup. That I'm happy to do. Uh, I think Cole Hammer is playing in this field as well. Like he is on a similar, I don't want to say trajectory as Goderup. We've seen Goderup do it in PGA events, but if you're just looking for pure talent, I'm probably going to bet him at 250 to 1. I mean, Wolf won this in what is like third PGA start that if you have like one of these kids and they show up and they play to their ceiling for one week, they could win. He seems, I mean, how long have we heard about Cole Hammer now for? Like 10 years? Yeah. I mean. You seem out on that. Okay. Well, I just like Wolf. Wolf's like when he entered this event, his like shine in golf and what his expectations were a lot higher than are we Cole Hammer. Are you sure? I mean, Cole Hammer, Cole Hammer was playing like the U.S. Open when he was 14. Oh, uh, yeah. Wolf was off like a, like a nine-win college season. That's fair. I don't know. You're not wrong. I like the ceiling. We see these guys. This is the time of year. <coughs> Chez Reeve kind of rebucked the, <laughs> you know, young guys wearing the Kuda. And speaking of which, I don't care to talk about Chez Reeve. How, how is Alex Noren not here? Uh, he's just living it up on that second place Barracuda paycheck. Oh, ride that form, man. <clears throat> Cole Hammer. What, 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 what Cole would odds have been? I don't know, 20 to 1? Same as Hadley? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Okay, I'm happy you're not here. I would have wasted money. Cole, um, ha Cole Hammer. Hammer sell it. Cole Hammer's last. I mean, obviously, we know how he was as an amateur in his collegiate career was still quite good. He just joined the corn ferry tour off to a bit of a rough start, missed the cut in his first one T 37 in the second start and T seven. The last time that we saw him, I mean, this guy's supposed to be awesome. Just like God, it's no different than we bet got her up at the Canadian open. He was absolute dog shit. And then it turned out he was actually good in the next few starts. Like why not just try to pounce on Cole hammer now? What's good, the number? 
250 to 1. Okay. I guess you like that more than Joseph Brantlett, 150? Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, full uh, hammer, 250. There we go. Yeah. And, like, the, the numbers are telling me, and I ran this through the model uh, on the research show on fantasynational.com, but, like, Brendan Steele rates out by far the best over any short-term modeling of any player in this field. You can get him as he's 40 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. That's probably where I'm going to go. I see Steele, Svensson. Yeah. There are a couple books. I don't have access to them. They're showing 500s on Cole. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Even better numbers. I'll bet the 250 with the placement points. I'll take that. I'll probably bet him like top 40. Yeah, and DK is a 320. I guess that wouldn't come with the placement points. Yeah, it doesn't come um, with the placements. Yeah. You probably want your you want your placements. I just looking at it, yeah, the names that stuck out to me, Steele, Nick Hardy, Svensson. And potentially even Wyndham Clark, because I didn't like Wyndham Clark at the open last week after everyone kind of like glommed onto him as like the sleeper that you needed to use. But he wasn't disappointing. He was fine at the uh he was fine at the open he was good at the scottish he's on a nice little run right now that he's back to 50 to 1 he's he has deeper odds than ricky fowler does and i like um i like that call on uh svensson i was like really mad well i shouldn't say like that i was mad that i didn't bet him at that event a couple the the deer i guess it was the deer was it the deer yeah it was barbasol that he was like winning and then just yeah. didn't show up on the weekend i've been betting him a lot so he's a guy that obviously um caught my eyes here as well and i'd assume jason day could be live bound to pat because there's rumors that they're looking to that they're that they almost have a deal with an all aussie team do they want i mean adam scott you get adam scott you get cam smith do you even want jason day at this point no, and don't they have some super Australian young guy? I can tell you I'm not an encyclopedia full of knowledge on the live tour. And the yeah, I know. Day. But like, I guess you're sky hoax and they have like some super phenom Australian kid. I think they signed all. So I could be wrong. Don't they have but, like, uh, Wade, don't they have like Wade Ormsby? Isn't he on there? Yeah, they do have. They do have. Um, they do have Wade Wayne Ormsby. No, wait, Wade, not Wayne. I think it's Wade. Wade. Um, and yeah, Wade, Wade Ormsby. Yes, he is on the live tour. He's 42 years old, though, so he's not like some hot shot. <laughs> so north of 50, though, like not a ton of guys even catch my eye. Um, for some reason, I like in really shitty events, I keep thinking I want a bit Lanto. Um, but then I look at the numbers and I'm like, why do I want to bet Lonto? Okay. Sweet insight. Next. No, I just, I, the, the names are so shit. Yeah. It's I kind of it, 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 trust it. Ricky Fowler is back to being under 50 to one. That's what you need to know about like the field, I guess. Do you, will you bet Ricky this week? I don't think so, Pat. He's he hasn't better. even contended yet. Hey, he, he was, no, he hey, was he got through. He got through so two hurt. good rounds in Scotland. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, Ricky Fowler!" And then no. he went away. <laughs> I am so encouraged. Like it's sad what gets you encouraged, but everything's relative to the moment. This moment in time, I am really encouraged um, by 
the at least like respectable golf that uh, Ricky has played. Speaking of other losers I've wasted money on, you mentioned the fairways are wide. Are they wide enough for Bo Hostler survival? Maybe. I just, I, I can't, outside of putting, I can't really tell you what Bo Hostler is good at. But sometimes he shows up and he's fine, and other times he's like the worst guy in the field. And, well, you should look for a prop. At one point in the tournament, Bo Hostler to be in the top five, and at another point in the tournament, Bo Hostler to be in the bottom five. That'd be nice. I don't think anyone's offering those sorts of props at the moment. Um, yeah, I don't. If you don't want to talk about anyone else, just say. Well, I don't want to extend the show for the sake of you just naming names. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like. I just, yeah, I, I don't have anything. Has EVR got any form? Like, I don't care for any of these guys. Oh shit! You had Cam Smith as your one and done last week. Oh snap! I think that vaults you into the lead, sir. Oh, I would think so. Yeah, you were only 1.1 million behind me, and yeah. Who did you guys have? I had DJ, who won enough, but not enough to close that gap. He had Rom, and he was, yeah, that's not going to be great. I think you're going to be, I need to catch up to you here down the stretch. So let's go quick picks and one and done for the week. Um, well, you, sir, you, Cuss took Adam Long, in case you want to know, who I'm pretty sure he's already taken this year, but no, he hasn't. He's taking Adam Long. Board is yours. Who you want to take? Uh, let's just go. We'll go pretty high here. Um, you haven't used I mean, Fe- you haven't used Finau for what it's worth. Yeah, no, we're FedEx cupping Finau. Um, assuming he hasn't gone to live. Give me Mav McNeely. Okay. Mav McNeely, I'll take Steel. Hmm. So Steel, Mav McNeely, and Adam Long are the one and dones. You, sir, are now back in the lead. And the four bets that I have in, Steele, 40 to 1. Goddard, 55 with the five places. Higo, 100 with the five places. Cole Hammer, 250 to 1 with the five places. Probably give another look to Riley if I can catch a better number. Nick Hardy and Adam Svensson were the ones that popped out to me. Or I'll just kind of play it by ear. As the week goes along, I'm doing the live show with Tambo on Wednesday morning. Maybe he'll sell me on someone. Maybe Sky will sell me on someone. They're doing the Kazoo show for the DP World Tour picks and bets tonight on Mayo Media Network. So I'll tune into that, see if they have some guys I can potentially double together. But I'm probably just going to stay away from the very top of the board here and just hope to get lucky. I was surprised you didn't mention John Huh at all, uh, in this show today, but uh, quick picks for me. I have bet that got her up, and uh, I don't know. It's silly enough to think of that big hitting leaderboard, and it led me to bet on uh, Joseph Brantlett uh, at 150 to one, which I'm kind of already regretting, but I think I'll get over it. Uh, Davis Riley, as you mentioned, although we didn't really talk about him on the show, might be my favorite bet uh, under 40 to one. So I am staring. At that one. And did I say Davis Riley? Because I meant Nick Hardy. Um, like you. Yes. So that's it. Leave a comment. Tell me honestly who you're picking. And maybe I'll just blindly tell. Because I am going to bet like five, six, seven bodies this week. And I don't know who they are. So tell me who you're betting. All right. Well, tomorrow I got football on the docket uh, with Dr. Jesse Morse talking about the most injured players coming into the year and what we should expect from them. Obviously live with Tambo 
on Wednesday. And I think Celia will be back for Thursday and more football as we dig deeper into the running backs for the year. And then I got the top 150 coming out. We got more Cus Corners. I got a Best of Cam and Pozzola coming out. Tons of stuff on the way on the Pat Mayo Experience. So please rate and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, sorry, and Spotify. Smash the like to the episode. Sub to Mayo Media Network. Follow me at the PME. Follow Jeff at gfeinberg17. We'll see you same time next week, all right? Until then, I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!